Hi there, and welcome to JK We're Rolling, a podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am your magician master, which means that, uh, well, I just help tell the story a little bit. I, uh, give some rules, play some characters, and, uh, whatever else these fine fellows that I, I have the pleasure of playing with every week need. And speaking of those fine fellows, uh, why don't you guys go around and introduce yourselves? Oh, here we go. Hi, I'm Lucas Fischer, and I play Jasper Casper. He's a human from the non-magical world, and all he wants is finding a place to belong. And in order to help him, he's got himself a wonderful catchphrase. It says, failures are chances to grow. I mean, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Nadine Kuhn, and I play a pixie elf called Sassley Mary Nature Spring. Uh, Sassley is an arcane sciences mage, and she created herself accidentally wings by experimenting with magic. Well, unfortunately, those wings don't fly. Her catchphrase is, guys, I got this. And hello there, I am Sebastian Kinder and I play Eric Miller, a musician-magician with a little bit of a problem that his family seemingly completely forgotten who he is. And he got the perfect catchphrase for that, because he may be forgettable, but I won't be forgotten. <laughs> At least that's the hope. So I have a question for, I guess it's a question for each of your characters, not necessarily a question for you, but... Uh... My question for your characters is, what are their favorite songs? That's what I want to know this week. There's a little something I prepared for you. Oh, the favorite song. <laughs> okay. Like, like Jasper's favorite song, like the characters. I mean, you can, you can tell us what's your favorite song as yeah. well if you want, Lucas. Yeah, ex everybody, else, everybody is your favorite song, but Lucas Ooh. also has to tell us his favorite song. That's, that's well, my very personal favorite song is, of course, uh, Das Beste ist immer, sung by Nadine Kuhn. <laughs> well, Aww. oh my gosh, that's so cute. But you didn't mention that you can listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> if, if you were going to ask me. That's true. <laughs> Well, at least I have one listener, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Sassley's favorite song. Let me think. Um, all right. Uh, let's picture her being in her room, looking into the mirror, and she's shy. She's not a singer, so she, she really needs, she needs to be alone. And I think it would be, if I can see it. Then I can do it if I just believe it. There's nothing Aww. to it. I believe Aww. I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I can touch the sky. And then she gets into it. Think about it every night and day. <laughs> my wings. <laughs> but I but I love that when Sassley does something, when Sassley does something, she fully commits no matter what. She's like always she got always one hundred percent. <laughs> and I think like like her personality is perfect when she's going to like American Idol, and then like there's like Simon Cowell. Do you do you think you got it? Oh, I got it. Oh, I got it. I got it. Don't you wait. She always got it. Always. She has a certain something. She has that X factor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that 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 he's not like into pop music, Jasper. I think he's more like because. 
he was very close with his family instead of, you know, friends. So I think that he went to some musicals with his family. And because Jasper is very much into fantasy and, and wizards, I think he, he would love the musical Wicked. I think <laughs> his favorite song would be popular because he wants to find oh. friends and he wants to be somehow popular <laughs> all right so i think and he's you know trying to fix his hair you know <laughs> well how would that sound i wonder myself oh i wonder too <laughs> but we shall never find out <laughs> or maybe in episode 10 <laughs> Oh, no. we, we, we want just a little taste of jasper singing popular maybe it's just jasper is you know spinning around in this room it's like La 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 I'll be popular. <laughs> this is actually exactly how I pictured it. Yeah, that, that seems right. We could use this as a possibility to to distract everyone. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Right, we don't need a spell. We just need need Jasper. One day Sassley and Eric need to be coming back into the common room and he's just spinning around <laughs> la, la, like by himself in the room. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh now I'm I'm the only one left. Um <laughs> Eric's favorite song. Ooh, that's that's pretty difficult, to be honest, because like everyone in his family has their certain own style of music that they like to play classical musical rock something like that so mm -hmm. i i kind of feel like eric doesn't really have a favorite song or favorite genre because he's always so taken in by the music and by all the work that went into his song i think he has a tendency towards music without any kind of lyrics mm. that's the feeling that i get Okay. For that question. Okay. That's fair game. But here's my here's my follow-up question then. When Eric's at a party, Ooh. what's the pop song that's gonna get him on the dance floor? What's the song that's <laughs> gonna bring him out? You know, he hears that and he's like, you know, I'm a classical music guy, Ooh. but when I hear that song, I'm gonna go dance on the dance floor. <laughs> Everybody has one. Everybody has one. Well, first of all, first of all, I first of all, I think Eric is that kind of guy on a party who never is allowed to deciding what is going to play on the Spotify playlist. You know? oh. oh no! <laughs> he's like always. Wrong he's like song, always wrong song, wrong giving song, suggestions, no. and no one is going to play that. Uh, but 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 if I if I had to choose choose a pop song that that kind of gets him on the uh, dance floor, uh, just because it's the first thing that comes to my head, uh, shut up and dance with me. <laughs> oh, oh heck yeah, heck yeah, because he's a romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I half expected you to be like his favorite pop song is "The Sound of Silence" by Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> Just like not, it's still not a pop song. <laughs> He's like that really gets him up on the floor. <laughs> okay, well, obviously, I knew what the question was going to be today, so I I did think about it in my head, and the one the one song that I have to share from an NPC that's an NPC's favorite is from. Brock Carter. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when Brock Carter is like, when he's like really in his emotions, when he's really feeling himself, he, I think, I think the song that he's going to go to is like, Quit playing games with my, my with my, my, I think that's his go-to. He's, you know, he's a, he's a lover. He, he loves the Backstreet Boys, you know? <laughs> 
Okay, so when we left you guys, Sassley and Jasper had just escaped from Mildred's room. She didn't seem to figure out who you guys were, even though you slammed Di- just directly into her and you made it safely back to <laughs> you made it safely back to your common room and you all promptly fell asleep so uh we are going to start and it's going to be the morning after without much further ado let's begin this next episode of jk we rolling last time on jk we rolling The Shieldless divided themselves in order to sneak into Mildred's room. Eric led Mildred back to the servants' quarters, compelled in part by Sassley and Jasper's orders and his glammed condition. He confided in Mildred about his family and their curse of forgetfulness. Mildred provided him with an item that can cure any condition. When he asked her about the intricacies of love, she was slightly less helpful. Meanwhile, Jasper and Sassley broke into Mildred's room and discovered some sort of crazy ritual underway. They found a cryptic note and decided to interrupt the ritual to get some more information. But upon disrupting the ritual, Jasper found he could no longer be more than five meters away from both Sassley and a snake that was being used in the ritual. At that moment, Mildred returned. Snake, Jasper, and Sassley drank an invisibility potion but still barely escaped from a very upset Mildred. Safely back in their rooms, these groovy hepcats are resting up for just another wild day at Neudragenberg. They're flying sky high. It's a new dawn in Neudragenberg, and the bells are ringing. You guys all awaken with the sun. It's a beautiful day, but you can't see it because you're in a windowless room (sighs) underneath the stairs. So, um, yeah, you don't know that. But you hear the bells ringing, and you all wake up with plenty of time to get ready for your first class. And Sassley immediately runs out of her room and knocks uh, on the door where um, Jasper and Eric sleep. And she's like, guys, are you up? Are you up yet? Guys. Eric is just, like, laying on his bed. Like opening his eyes and you know this moment when you realize something that something <laughs> has happened and it's like what the and that's the moment when the knocking starts. Guys? Hmm? Guys. <laughs> I thought it's like the opposite of I drank too much because it's like not totally his fault, you know? It's like, it's kind of the same feeling of like Oh no, did I really do that? <laughs> Come in. Okay, because I have something to say. And Sassy runs in into the into the room and she she runs to Jasper and she's like shaking him. Are you awake? We need to talk to Eric. And then she jumps on Eric's bed and she's like, Eric, you need to know what we figured out. Come on, Jasper, we need to tell him. Come on. Yeah, while while she's jumping around, Jasper is um waking up. Uh uh um <laughs> Quickly and uh, opening his eyes, and the first thing he notices is that he could see Sassley. Oh, Sassley, you are visible again! And then he looks at his hands. Oh, I'm visible again! And then he uh, feels something on his shoulder, and then he looks to his right and sees that little snake. And it's uh, already staring at you. It woke up. It's it, been it's been watching you sleep. <laughs> oh, and and Jasper feels <laughs> by by looking at the snake. Jasper feels so happy and secure <laughs> with the snake. And then he are we still bond together? You are still bound. 
sorry, I should have been clear. My fault. Bound is not a condition. It's not one of the 20 conditions that you can get in magical hats. It is a more powerful ritualistic magic. And and yeah, Jasper feels feels happy and smiles and, and starts to pet it. But then uh, after a second, uh, his attention goes back to Cecily. Like the, the the moment when she tried to jump on his bed, Eric is already sitting there, <laughs> and you have this 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 faint impression, like <laughs> you you in his eyes. But th there's a certain calm <laughs> to him for the moment. <laughs> Jasper, we need to tell him. Oh, Eric, it's so good to have you back. We really missed you yesterday. We're gonna tell you everything. So, how was your talk, Eric? <laughs> oh yeah, how was the talk? Oh, uh, how how my talk was? We should have. Asked you that. mean the talk that you two yeah. made me have? Go against well, you my will. Not uh, that I much against sure you at the time. <laughs> I was like, you didn't say no. <laughs> you you you. <laughs> Okay, for, for the future, just say, if you notice that I'm somehow strange, I don't know, because I got um, Jeopardy jinxed, uh, conditioned in some way, and you notice that I start to do stuff that I ordinarily wouldn't do, would you please, in the future, not use that to let me do things that I don't want to do, please? I will try, I promise. Jasper Jasper feels kind of guilty now and he silently grabs his book and starts writing all that uh, Eric said into his book and nodding like to assure him, okay, we won't do it. You you know in Stranger Things they're always like, Friends don't friends don't lie. And he's like, Friends don't spend influence points to make other friends do things when they're glammed. And he writes it like three times. Friends don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> So, so in, in the end, my my little uh, conversation with Mildred was long enough to buy you time. Yes. Yes. You did very, very well. Also, do you, do you really love Leela? I don't think that I do. Like, I, it's difficult. It's, I still need to sort out what exactly is from me and what's not from me in my head. I get it. You guys need to figure out the conditions and the terms first. I get it. <laughs> totally support that <laughs> what you are up to with the snake this is also very suspicious but guys we need to talk about what happened last night so come on over jasper that's probably the first time that eric notices that there's a snake sitting on uh jasper's shoulder <laughs> since when do you have a snake oh you mean wilbur oh since yesterday you you gave him a name <laughs> yeah, sure I, I just can't name it snake That's not very personal, is it? He he also gave the snake the first invisible potion. I cannot believe that. I was the last. We didn't use all of it yet. Did I say it already? Um. All right. What what did happen yesterday in Mildred's room while I had the talk with her? Right. So we entered the room, and in the middle there was like a ritual, and Jasper wrote everything down, and he I think he also made some drawings. Maybe you want to show him. Oh. Yeah, and then Jasper um, goes through th uh, through his book and uh, turns uh, to the page that um, has all the notes from yesterday evening and uh, just very, because he's still a bit ashamed of what he did yesterday, he just very gently push it, pushes the book uh, over his bed um, towards him and like gesturing that maybe, maybe to look here. Like Eric picks the book, like looks at it, starts to read through it 
and it's it's still like this not not entirely here and there but starting to work through it like raising his eyebrows from time to time looking up and Cecily copies it mm -hmm. she looks at him and she copies everything she's like oh he figures it out he figures it out <laughs> Look, looking looking at the three of them looking back at the book all right that's quite a lot um uh, uh, by the way, I, I think you also searched for the touchstone, yes? We tried. We tried yes. to find didn't find anything. Yeah, uh, trying that was pretty much pointless. She carried the touchstone with her all the time. Oh, oh. Well. well. From what she told me, she wanted to make sure that whoever wants to follow this touchstone is going to meet with her and not with us. Okay, so what exactly happened yesterday in this room? We we saw a, a circle on the ground, which which looked like a, a ritual, and mm -hmm. and and there were three items. One of them was Wilbur, and and then there was this paper in the middle of of the room, floating and and, floating. and shining yeah, and, and, shining. and humming and all. It was coming. Oh, and then Jasper did his spell. He did so great, and then poo, pig, yo, everywhere was light, and we were all glowing, and all of, all of a sudden, I don't know. It, I kind of think something happened to us. I don't, I cannot really tell. The only thing I can actually tell is every time I go too far away from Jasper, I hit an invisible wall. That can mean anything. If you interrupt a ritual... Which we did. Just imagine that you like put a lot of effort into doing it and there's a lot of magic all the time uh -huh. and then you disrupted and all the magic in this yeah. ritual has to go somewhere yes, that is exactly i think what happened yes so you you say you can't go further away from each other than five meters well, i kind of don't want to didn't really measure it but yeah i think it could be <laughs> okay so at that moment you guys hear a knock on the door oh god it is almost time for your first class yeah, uh, given that Eric is the one who's able to uh, move <laughs> freely the most, he will go to the door after he just threw his stuff over. Jasper. Oh, yeah, but but one thing before we open the door. Put that snake further oh, away from me. Okay, and I, uh, uh, Jasper gently uh, grabs for the snake mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, tries to... Um, well, make it make it go back into the sleeve because he doesn't want the snake to be seen. Okay, because sure. if there would be Mildred, this would be, no, be not too, too yeah, clever. Okay. Wilbur the snake crawls up into your sleeve, and Eric <laughs> opens the door. We walk towards the door together as well, and we okay. smile. We are one. And you we open the door, and yeah, what yeah. you see is a small, tidy, round man. He is in a three-piece suit uh, underneath his wizarding robes that show you he's definitely a professor. And uh, you recognize him from the naming ceremony on your first day. On his face, he has a mustache and a large bandage on his left forehead. Ah. Ah, the old servants' quarters. How unbelievable they'd reopen these just for you. Incredible, incredible. He's looking around the room, uh, and he seems caught in his mind, and then he goes... 
Ah, and he seems to see you three for the first time. Oh, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'm Loris Fulivre, and I'm your teacher today for Zauberless Relations class. I teach history and proper etiquette for interacting with the non-magical world, and I, I'm also the head of Bear Shield. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> I need a moment. He, he has a lot of energy. Hello, hello, Mr. Glory. Nice to meet you. Uh, hello there. Yes. Good morning. Professor Mulberry is dealing with a personal matter this morning, so I offered to come pick you up on my way since you have me for your first class today. Um, for historians such as myself, this group is all too interesting. A pixie elf, and he eyes sassly with interest. Mm. This one, waving at Eric. And <laughs> an actual student from the non-magical world. Hi, Loris Bouliva. And he goes up and he holds out his hand to Jasper. And Jasper, <laughs> because Wilbur is on his right hand, Jasper just <laughs> goes for his left hand to answer that handshake. He goes, interesting. <laughs> Clearly, this is some sort of, of different way of shaking hands that is prevalent <laughs> in the non-magical world. And he, he grabs your hand and he shakes it really intensely. And then he raises it, looks at it, turns it palms up, studies the palm, takes his wand out, taps it against the palm, and green sparks shoot forth from Jasper's palm. He does it all super fast. He's like, shh, shh, shh. Quite a show. And he goes, interesting. A strong magical current running through you even at this moment. How odd. How intriguing. And he stare, he's just holding your hand and staring at it. Uh-oh. This, this is the moment where Eric like has to bite his tongue. As he's like, gulp. <laughs> uh, so like, sh should we be on our way to class then? He says, of course, of course, of course. And he takes another little look around the room. He's like, of course, let's go. Everyone here? Everyone? Okay. That's just the three of you. All right, let's go. And then he leads you through the main hall, down a side corridor to the side of the castle opposite where your quarters and further on the kitchens would be. So it's on the opposite side of the main hall. As you arrive, the rest of the class is basically already standing or sitting in desks in this very standard seeming classroom. There's a chalkboard at the front of the classroom. It's more normal looking than the one in the restricted section. There's um, maps on the walls. There's countertops around the sides of the room with like some salberless items, you know, like there's a flashlight, there's some tools, there's cleaning implements and like uh, an old Tamagotchi. <laughs> so these are all things that like wizards would never use. <laughs> so there are Three seats near the front of the class that are untaken. And he, he kind of gestures you up towards the front of the class. And you can see everybody is there in the class. There's Wolf Shield, Brock and his people. There's Bear Shield, Leela, and a couple. She's with a couple friends. Horse Shield is there. There's one guy in Horse Shield's a half giant. He's, you know, he's really big. You can see everybody that you recognize from your classes so far. They're all present. But they all sat further back. There's three seats right at the front that are open for you. Of course they are. Oh. And and she looks super angry at Brock Carter while she passes him. And he stares back at you, daggers, yeah. daggers. He's like, what, 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 what? <laughs> Carter. <laughs> and then she walks towards the front and then she takes the, the middle seat. <laughs> yeah, while she's doing that, uh, Jasper is uh, making sure that he's not further away than five meters and just kind of running uh, behind her. <laughs> um, not, not to not to get this boundary uh, um, explode again. <laughs> it's 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 pretty interesting. Whenever we appear somewhere, 
we're most likely the ones that are there too late. And ordinarily, people don't like to be too late, but Eric does. <laughs> yeah, because no. it helps to remember him in some way. It's the guy who always... The, the problem is, you hear someone say, that Aaron kid is always late. <sighs> <laughs> So um the second the second we're sitting there, Sasley looks to Eric and she's like, Eric, did you see? There's Leela. Eric like looks at her for a moment. You 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 sense he wants to say something. He looks back to her for one moment. Uh Uh-huh. She's talking she's chatting with her friends. She's like, (laughs) they're all they all seem like nice people. Uh, smiles a little bit more before turns again like, don't you dare to say a thing. I got ya, I got ya. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Maurice says, everyone be seated, be seated, let's begin. <clears throat> let's get right into it. Since the 1400s, the United Sorcerers Accords of Impartiality and Vigilance, or the You Save Accords, have been the guiding principle of the magical community. It has long been the intent of the magical community to stay hidden from the rest of the world. This choice dates back to when roving magical creatures caused damages to homes and damaged crops. They were thought to be controlled by different sorcerers. While this was wrong, this line of thinking brought great ire on the beings and creatures from our world. In 1471, with war and strife in every corner of the world, prominent magical figures met in discreet locations in the Isles of the North Sea, and they made this agreement. These documents determined that members registered in the magical community would maintain the secrecy of their abilities, not directly impact the major machinations of the human world with magic, and remain vigilant to magical threats that non-magical beings would be ill-suited to face. And that's the boring part. And, you know, a few people in the glass go, ha, 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 In this class, we will test your ability to manage yourselves in the magical world. Most of the world is zauberless. No magic. Imagine. Just imagine. You will need to travel through many parts of this world. It is my job to ensure you are prepared for the task of dealing with problems that may arise while remaining... covert. How shall I do it? Well, this room is long enchanted for a specific purpose. It can craft the illusion of situations in the magicless world. Now, the rest of the class and I will be spectators. But for the people in the illusion, it will seem entirely real. Of course, the best way to learn is to do so. He's searching around the room with his eyes. He's searching around the room with his eyes. And where do they land but on his new favorite, most interesting student, Jasper. And he says, ah, this year we have a student uniquely suited to help us navigate these tasks. Why don't you three uh, shieldless demonstrate first? And then Lori says, come on up, 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 up you go, up you go, up you go. And Seth is ready. She she jumps up and she's like, all right, all right, what do we have to do? What do we You three will demonstrate our first lesson. I call this scenario Cobalt at the Kaufland. Or for our American students, that's Cobalt in the Kmart. Stop this creature from causing havoc in this large department store, or you fail. Ready, set, go. And he rotates his wand in a series of gestures and says, Teaching Toishung. 
and the walls go cloudy and the room turns dark and you feel as though your bodies are suddenly hurtling through space, wind blowing at your hair and your clothing. You lurch to a stop as the darkness recedes and elevator music begins to play. You stand among racks of clearance clothes. People are shopping around you in sweatpants and t-shirts. You are in a Kmart. And somewhere inside with you, a cobalt, a.k.a. leprechaun, a.k.a. goblin, is on the loose. You are in the women's clothing section of the Kmart. It's a super Kmart, which means it also has a grocery store area. You can tell that from the signs that hang from the ceiling and mark the different sections. There are three people in the section around you. So uh, you can see jewelry section to the right and young women's to the left. You are facing the back of the store. Since you can pretty much tell the layout of the Kmart without very much trouble, I'm going to send you guys a picture of what it looks like. A little floor schematic for you. Ooh, fancy. For our German listeners who maybe like are less familiar, the Kmarts are very similar to like a Kaufland or a Real, but they're less focused on groceries and they're more focused on just like stuff. <laughs> it's just like just stuff. You can just get anything in a Kmart. The Real and Kauflands, they have more like they're more of like a grocery store that also has stuff. But a Kmart's more like mm-hmm. a store that has lots of stuff, but sometimes also has a grocery store in it. As you look at each other, you see that you are no longer wearing school uniforms, but in this illusion, you are wearing civilian clothes that help you blend in. You guys, I, I, I debated with myself if I wanted to let you guys pick or if I should pick for you. You're all wearing sweatpants that I know. You're all wearing like blue Ooh. basic sweatpants. But if you want to pick what T-shirt you're wearing, maybe the, the illusion, you know, it like read your mind in a way and, and your truest hearts T-shirt is now on you. So uh, you can all pick what your what your graphic T-shirt says. <laughs> what, what, what graphic T-shirt are you wearing? You know, that is such an important question. I have to think about it. It's a really big question. Um, what are you going to be wearing for yeah. this assignment? Give me a moment. I need to think about that. <laughs> it's No, I know exactly what it is. I have a picture with the broomsticks, which um, magically came to life in the Disney movie Fantasima. Or Fantasma? Oh, okay. Is it in English? Fan- so, Fantasia. Fanta- Fantasia. Fantasia. Okay, so yeah. you have one with like, like one of those cheap... You know, where it looks like it's probably going to like peel off in like a few days, but it has, it's already starting it's to already peel, off. peel off and it just has one of the carrying the buckets. I love that. The, the only thing that's definitely there is the copyright symbol. <laughs> They're like, this is definitely copyrighted. <laughs> so Sassy wears a T-shirt that's just black and it says ACDC on it. <laughs> yes, yes. Perfect Kmart shirt, just like a random <laughs> ACDC t-shirt. I love that. <laughs> That's so perfect. Uh, uh, um, are there any wings printed on the back of the shirt? Or No, my wings, they stick out. They just stick out because they just poke through it. <laughs> uh, absolutely. She's like, yeah, these are from the kids section. Like, like plastic wings. <laughs> I I had to, to search for a moment. But first of all, it's one. In a very bright red. Okay. And written on it is beyond a certain point, the music isn't mine anymore. It's yours. (laughs) 
Is, oh, that's nice. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that fits. So there you guys are. You are wearing, um, respectively, a Disney shirt, an ACDC shirt, and a shirt with a random music quote on it. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear Lorise's voice float to you, ethereally, from the air. He says, So, welcome to today's assignment. There are two basic rules. Number one, subdue the kobold by any means necessary. Uh, knock them out, befriend them, disappear them, put them in a sack, lock them in a cage, do whatever you need to do. Number two, don't let the humans catch on to anything magic related. They need to stay oblivious in their natural habitat. Ooh. Kobolds tend to hate inaccurate portrayals of themselves in popular media. And they tend to burn anything that they don't like. So, with that said, rule number three is, don't let the place burn down. Okay, good luck. And his voice echoes as it disappears, and you are <laughs> totally on your own. Don't let the place burn down. <laughs> just, you guys' characters. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you some basic rules so that you kind of know how it's going to work. Sure, sure. Regular people don't comprehend seeing things from the magical world very easily. If three people, <laughs> if three people recognize that that they saw something magical going on, then you will fail. I will tell you, there's about twenty people in this massive Kmart complex, so they're pretty spread out. But there's enough people that there's several in every section. Um, but th there's some, there are some emptier areas and some with more people because of the way that the enchantment works. Those people are pretty stagnant. They're not like like normal shoppers would walk around, but these guys are pretty much like just constantly searching for the laundry detergent for the next like 20 minutes or however long the enchantment is. So they don't move around too much. Okay. So the cobalt has five objects that it wants to destroy. If it destroys them all, you will fail, essentially, because he will set those things on fire. <laughs> wow, Lucas, lots of chances to grow. <laughs> There's a lot of chances to fail. <laughs> That's a chance um, to grow. We can handle it. <laughs> Bring so them on. Sweet. So now for the good news. Everybody roll world lore to see what you know about kobolds. And for a high enough roll, I will also tell you one of its abilities. It has three. So if all three of you roll very high, I will tell you all of its abilities. If not, you're going to have to figure them out. Also, while you guys are rolling, I just want to say that this room is my version of the danger room from X-Men. Like, you know, in X-Men, there's the room that they can go to that just runs simulations for them to fight. This is basically the danger room from X-Men, but for wizards and wizarding school. Thank you. That was my inspiration. I, lo I love the idea. <laughs> I'll also tell you that the simulation starts when you accidentally bump into the kobold's starting point. Okay. So it's not going to start before then okay all right so don't move no one moves <laughs> so what did you roll i rolled a 15 minus the one already included oh okay great yeah 15 is uh high enough to get a uh, a description uh and to know one of its abilities so first of all what you can tell your classmates right now about kobolds is that they are small green humanoids they're they're very small they're just about a meter tall they appear to have a small pork pie hat on their heads kind of a flat black hat 
but it's actually part of their bodies and it's made of a dark hard metal but it looks like a hat don't try to pull it off (laughs) (laughs) so they have some basic control of both water and fire magically but their magic is quite limited they are intelligent. They have the intelligence of about a hyper four-year-old. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's that's as far as they <laughs> go. <laughs> all right, that's already dangerous. The Cobalt's first ability is called Cobalt Guard. What this ability allows them to do is that Cobalts can create a layer of moisture around their bodies that makes them impervious to fire and heat, so they cannot be hurt by by fire and heat of any kind. What it means for you guys, uh, I will tell you this since. Uh, Sebastian rolled well enough, is that um, the floors of the Kmart are like smooth linoleum, and if the cobalt uses this ability, its body will become slick and covered in water, and it will be able to (laughs) slide without stopping through the entire Kmart. Uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to treat that as basically cobalts never have to use a run ability. They always go far enough as a run ability would take them because they're real, real slick and slippery. Mm-hmm. Will, will the ground be slippery? The ground yeah, the ground will be slippery where they went, but like the aisles are pretty big and you would, you would have seen where that happened, so you can probably avoid it. Okay. But I mean, you know, yes, the ground will be slippery where they were. So Lucas, what did you roll for bookishness? <laughs> well, I rolled a wonderful four. Wow, you really, you, you, you really, you, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you expect me to do? I, I thought I'm I am bad. I thought I am bad, but you know. really, don't, you top that. No. And I, I just, you know, you're a good friend. <laughs> but you know, you know what I feel? I feel like I'm taller. Just now. <laughs> you're a little taller every day. <laughs> <laughs> careful, careful, the ceiling. <laughs> okay, so Jasper, like... I'm assuming that Eric would share that information, and Jasper just goes, a co-what? <laughs> you go, I can't wait to catch this koala. <laughs> <laughs> and what did, uh, what did Sassley roll? An eight. Oh, okay. Okay, unfortunately, an eight's not going to do it. You're not going to get to know his other abilities uh, until you meet up with him. A quick question. Um, the, the plan that mm-hmm. you sent us, is there any point where the plan is for the characters to see as well? Well, here's the deal. They have these hanging sides signs all over the Kmart, and you guys are standing like basically in the middle of the Kmart in the women's clothing section. So I think that like if you basically mm-hmm. like backed up a little bit and you just walked down the like a little bit up and down the uh, front hallway in front of where the registers are, you would be able to see the signs for each section. So you would reasonably be able to know what sections are there and where they are. So that that information is fine for you to know. All right. Uh, so given that we shared everything with each other from what we know, knew so far, <laughs> um, it's actually Eric that looks a little bit more towards Jasper and is like, all right, so we are searching for a cobalt. Um, I don't have much knowledge outside of the magical world. Um, Jasper, just how do you depict Cobalts. What? <laughs> you want me to answer anything about k- koala bars? Yeah. How do they look at them? Cobalts. 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 Just how do the humans ordinarily look at cobalts? Maybe. Just to be completely sure. And because safety first, since we're in a Kmart, maybe we should check if there are any fire alarms. How do they look? 
Oh, they are red and there are big buttons on it which you can push when there's a fire. Okay. Um, I'm sure we'll see them. Are they 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 are obvious to see, yeah? Yeah, they should be, they should be. Our our task is to get to get the cobalt. Um and 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 Louis said that that the cobalt wants to destroy things which don't represent this kind right. So um Maybe we should try first to go... Oh, maybe we should go to the toy section. Maybe there are some toys of, you know, Cobalt's. 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 A toys section. Yeah, a toy section. That could, that could work. All right. Um, just just be, be, before we go, um, anywhere else where potentially a Cobalt could be? With, like, finding something that looks wrong for him? Maybe children's clothes. Maybe with with some printings. Mm -hmm. That could work. Maybe he's hungry. Maybe he eats food. Maybe he needs food. Oh, I'm hungry. Maybe he needs food. Yeah. I hope uh -huh. I hope he doesn't find lettuce because maybe he thinks that that lettuce is supposed to be a cobalt's head and that's not him. Yeah. So which one should we go first? To the food. For the food? Are you sure for the food? I'm just hungry. But we can also go somewhere else. Uh, oh. Maybe it's 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 good idea not to make our decisions based on. Am I hungry or not? Yeah, that makes sense. It's also illusion, so anything that you eat will... I think I have some nuts in my pants. That looks nice. <laughs> oh, me as a player has an idea, but Eric doesn't have a clue. Um, all right, so the first thing that came to your mind was toys. The toys yes. section, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Shall we take a look there first? Sure. And may, may, maybe we, we get an idea of how exactly we want to take care of the kobold. Like, we have a lot of options what to do and what not to do. Do we try to talk with him? Do we try to, like, put him in a sack? <laughs> maybe we can try to <laughs> we can try to talk to him. Let's figure out what kind of a person that kobold is. And then, as soon as we know... We deal with it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that sounds like an idea. Good, good, good. Okay. Good. I, so, Lucas, we have to stick together. Don't forget that. We, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we should just make our way to the children's section, right? Yeah, I think we should go for the toys. For the toys. All right. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay, so without grabbing any provisions or anything no. <laughs> in this giant superstore full of stuff. Does someone want a nut? <laughs> okay, so you guys head straight back and then uh, along the back aisle towards the sporting goods and toys section, which is in the, which is in the back. Along the way, you see some people in the men's uh, clothing section. There's somebody in the shoes section. There is um, just a few workers in the electronics section. There's also, there's people basically, there's at least one person kind of spread out in every section. Mm -hmm. And there's one guy uh, in the like young, young, young toys for tots section. And then you turn a corner and you see a small green creature. It's throwing, there's like um, a line of like comic books and like pamphlets for board games and he's throwing things behind him he's he's looking and then he holds in front of him and what it is is a dungeons and dragons monster manual and on the front of it 
is a goblin that looks nothing like him. Just like a, you know, it's just, it's it's got muscles. It looks scary. You know, in, in front of you, you've got this tiny little green man with a little, you know, his head shaped like a little black hat on top. And he's like... He is going to... Well, he doesn't see you, so he's looking at it in anger. And you have a chance to do something but then i'm gonna make you roll bookishness to to see if he reacts guys there he is there he is man he's super angry um, um do you think that's the cobalt we are searching for exactly is the cobalt that we're searching for oh i think that's exactly the cobalt we're looking for um so what do you think we should do we'll catch him what we'll catch him you want to catch him with what maybe don't try to startle him like let's calm him down first yeah Shall we try to talk to him? That's an idea. Um, Who has a pleasant voice? Eric. Like a calming voice? Eric. Who should do it? Eric. Eric, would you do it? (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I would like try to get him in a bit of a better mood before I talk to him. Oh, Eric, I have an idea. Eric. Yes. Do you have your violin with you? Maybe he likes some nice music. Do you play the violin? You play it, right? I do, but I have my bowstring with me and not the violin. But what I need is inside of the bowstring. Oh, maybe there's a plastic violin in the toy section. Jasper. Dungeon master. (laughs) Yeah. Magician master, pardon. I would like... How dare you? ...to very carefully cast a spell on the kobold. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we help Eric and... Cecily and I stand around him so that people who would stand around wouldn't necessarily see that he's doing something. You can, I mean, he's standing towards the back of the aisle, so you can't block the back of the aisle without him seeing you, but you could, like, stand at the front of the aisle to kind of be like, nobody gets past here. <laughs> yeah, like the, the typical don't, whistle. Right, don't, don't look at this wizard here. Just look at this weird-looking little pixie elf with wings. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the great time we handled it with Mildred when we had the touchstone, I think that was like on the same level of quality. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no worries, Eric. We protect you. All right, very good. Um, I would like to cast... Lead you neat on the cobalt. Alright. <laughs> I wonder what that would be. So what do you need for lead you need? It's it's ten. Lead you need Ooh. needs a ten. Okay. But it should be doable, at least I hope. Okay. And he's gonna roll a bookishness defense roll. And I rolled a seventeen plus two. That's nineteen. Wow. Okay. That is a lead that cobalt needs. <laughs> <laughs> he will roll bookishness. And he got a six. So he, he's standing, he's like, <laughs> but he's not actively destroying the book anymore. Uh, so he's calmed and down. And like, I like that song. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which cobalt I prefer, the angry one or the happy one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not, I don't think he has the temperament in general. He doesn't quite have the intelligence level to like understand that that's weird that he's suddenly hearing music. He's, he looks a little calmer, <laughs> um, but he's not quite like over his rampage. Because that went, that went successfully, I will let you guys do something else. Hmm. So if you, if you guys don't mind, I think 
maybe it's a good idea to cast over Joyden Freuden to making him a little more happy. You, you mean to raise his mood even more? Yes, because he was angry. Now he's like feeling a little uh -huh. like, okay, I have the uh -huh. music in my ear. So maybe casting over Joyden Freuden makes him super happy. And mm -hmm. then yeah. we find another way to get closer to him. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sounds like a plan. All right. So, please, yeah, Cecily, well, <laughs> Cecily tries to, <laughs> to um, cast over Joyden Freuden. Okay. The poor cobalt. Yes. A 13. Okay. And what, what did you need? Uh, an eight. Great. So he will roll bookishness again, and he needs to beat a 13. And he rolled a 10. Oh. There's some happy kobold. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's actually... Now he's getting more energetic again. Like, he's like... <laughs> and he's like, he's seeming happier and happier. <laughs> uh, but he's also, like, getting a little more out of control. He's got a lot of energy now coursing through his body. <laughs> so so uh, you got a very happy <laughs> singing kobold there. And you guys can do... Uh, one more thing, but he's he's kind of starting to like be aware of his surroundings because now he's wide awake. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> just, just I, I, Louise said that one of the rules is that the humans around here shouldn't not notice that he's a cold and there's some magical stuff going around. So we have to keep him calm. You know what, Jasper? I think you're right. You should go to him and try to talk to him. Me? Yeah. What, what should I say? Uh, you will find your words. I, you're good with words, I think. Uh, uh, right, Eric? Yeah, you are. See? Um, um, Just that... don't create a stick. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to like make him aggressive. Maybe, maybe, maybe if I can... <laughs> Mr. Magician Master, does Jasper have his book with him? Oh, no. I, th I assume you always have it with you. Oh, yes. that's great. <laughs> I, I probably think because um, Jasper is pulling it out now, and instead of how to be a witty wizard, it says how to be a witty human human. Um, <laughs> and uh, and Cecily looks to Eric. But Eric looks on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but Eric, Cecily looks to Eric. Eric looks on the ground. <laughs> and Cecily's like, well, you got this. Gulp. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, I, I I will think of something, but maybe on the way to him, I will have a look in the books. Hold on, hold on. You walk closer to him. Hold on. How far away is he? I have to come with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, then just come a little bit closer. Just, just, just a question from uh, me player to another player. Heep uh, und schweep. Are you able to cast that only on yourself? Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> Just imagine, like, just simply lifting him a little bit off the floor so he can't run away. Damn it! Okay, so uh, Jasper is walking slowly towards the kobold, who is totally mm -hmm. in joy. And Cecily <laughs> slowly follows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Eric keeps, like, an, an eye around just to make sure that they are not disturbed. Okay. And uh, while, while going towards him... <laughs> Jasper would like to have a look under the case section. Maybe there's something for Cobalt. Sure. You can, you can roll a research roll, and if you roll high, I will tell you a true fact. But if you roll low, you have to believe the not true fact that I tell you. Well, let's go, because I'm rolling high, sky high, like Mr. Portrayan would <laughs> say. High. It's a six. It's... Okay, well... 
you look in the book and it's, you know, whoever wrote this definitely knew that kobolds existed. It's like, <laughs> yeah, they're little green humanoids. They stand about a meter tall. They appear to wear black hats, but they're actually metal that's attached to their head. And um, they love big hugs. <laughs> They love big hugs. They, you know, they might seem energetic, but it is common knowledge that if you give a kobold a hug, it's going to love you forever. Okay, Cecily? Yeah? Don't worry. I think I I know exactly what to do. Okay, what are you going to do? No, shh. We don't want to what? scare... We don't want to scare him. Just wait for me. And Jasper is going closer and closer. Well, I'm a little scared. Coming from behind... And then, like, very quick, but but also very heartwarming. He's um, hugging the kobold from behind. Okay, Jasper, roll creature trust. Oh, all of my wonderful stats. You know, you can solve everything with love. Yeah, that's a spryness roll. Spryness? Oh, well, then I have 11 minus 1. It's a 10. 10. It's a 10. Okay. Maybe all the other spells will help a bit. <laughs> it's very close to being able to reach him very close because <laughs> I gave you bonuses for each spell that you successfully cast on him. He turns around, he looks at you and he's like, <laughs> and he looks at you in the face and then <laughs> you realize as you look into his eyes that Cobalt's freaking hate getting hugged. Oh. And he goes, and he uses the ability Goblinish Glee. Oh, no. On their turn, a kobold may roll a D10. A 6 through 10 throws sparks from their body, and anybody in a meteor radius suffers a fire condition. Oh, nice. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. He wasn't successful. Uh, he rolled a 5. So he goes... And then he shred, 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 and he shreds the book that's in his hand, and little bits of paper float down around him. And now he sees all three of you and recognizes that this is an ambush. <laughs> He's like clocking that the three of you are there. Oh no! <laughs> and he goes this. He goes, and he gives you a little salute. And then you see his body turn instantly covered in like a mucus-like liquid, kind of gross. But it's like, and he goes. And then he throws himself willy-nilly towards the back, and he starts scooting down towards the very, very back of the store, because you are almost in the back. There's just one, one aisle that runs along the very back, and he is blasting off towards electronics. Well, well, certainly that kobold didn't read the book. Jasper, you need to cross that out. You need to cross that out. Um, so I think after him, right? I mean, if he destroys all five things, he you will fail, so... So he already destroyed the first one. That is a count. That counts. Yeah, he destroyed the first item. Ooh. Oh, Jasper, oh just, just think about where could something else cobalt-like be? I don't... I don't know. I feel so much pressure. So he's going towards the electronical section. Is there something? Oh, maybe... Oh, when we are in electronical section... There are there are some TVs displayed, and maybe maybe on one TV there is a cartoon of a kobold. Well, that could be something that he could see. It's better than nothing. All right, here we go. Let's keep on moving, guys. 
Mm-hmm. And Cecily walks towards the electronic section. As we as we are on our way and we notice that he is uh, rather slippery, it could be helpful if we pick something up from in between that we could use to, I don't know, maybe like get in the way so that if he slides into it, we can catch him. Oh, like a bed sheet. Yep, yeah, like, like a bed sheet. Exactly. Yeah, that could work. Oh, thank you. So where can we find bed sheets, Jasper? Um, it says it says domestics here, but like mm-hmm. I think in an actual store it would be like household goods. So you know those are like that has like pillows and bedding and stuff. It's like right next to um Ah yeah, there it says household goods. Toys and sporting goods section. It's actually directly across from electronics, which is just to y'all's uh left. Uh okay. Okay, so maybe we, we, we will have a little little um peek in the domestics before going to the electricals. All right. Okay, let's great. get some bed sheets. <laughs> okay, so who picks up a bed sheet and how many, like, what do you get exactly? I think we just have to get one, um, how do you call it? Like the thing, this bed laken? Mm-hmm. How do you call it in English? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's a, the one that's like underneath? That's, that's covering the mattress. Yeah, that's like on the mattress. We call that a, the sheet, <laughs> the underbed sheet. <laughs> Welcome to Germany, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> It probably has a real name, and I don't. I just don't remember right now. Just because it came to my mind, we should also take care that it's wet. Maybe you know what, what you can find in a Kmart on almost every corner? There are like little drinking stations where you can uh, put a, a cup under, under, under a tank and then you can have some water. So maybe, maybe we can open the bottle and... and and put the sheet inside to make it wet. All right, I get the bed sheet. That is a right. fancy Kmart. But yes, yes, that's right. There are totally <laughs> canisters of water everywhere in this Kmart. <laughs> you can use. Not in any Kmart I've ever been to. But yes, in this Kmart, that exists. Well, sometimes you just have to that's try. Right. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, there's a. Hold on. I cannot get the bed sheet. Jasper, you have to come oh, with me. Yeah, I'm going with you. <laughs> All right. I could move for quite a while, so um, I was wondering. Wait. So, Eric, do you think you could watch here? Sure. And see if the cobalt stays in the electricals? Absolutely. Okay, great. Anything we can bring you on our way back? No, not really. <laughs> just, just get the stuff that we can potentially catch it. All right. All right. <laughs> so we will head to the um, household uh, section. So you guys head to the household section and then you go and you get your bed sheet that you grab nice and damp at the water station, of which there are not many, but one that happens to be <laughs> nearby. Um, you in <laughs> um, my head brain. <laughs> Eric will head over to electronics, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, Eric, tell me how, how do you approach electronics? So it's like you can see inside there's like, um, you know, there's games, there's DVDs, there's uh, TVs along the back wall, headphones, all that stuff. And so there are there are aisles which are going um, front to back for the store. So you can see through each aisle to the back of the store as you mm-hmm. as you pass in the middle. There's a desk where two coworkers are. I think I want to go to like movies and games and such because mm-hmm. there are pictures in front of it mm-hmm. and like if there's anything that could like look like around cobalt it's most likely around that section and not somewhere with all those headphones and such toasters roll sneak roll sneak if you had come from a different 
direction, but roll sneak because you're try you don't want the kobold to see you, and he is there in the electronic section. Yeah, all right. I am rolling uh, sneak as Brynus, correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that that's a calm fifteen for me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> rolling straight with the fifteens. So that's fine. He doesn't see you as you approach. Sneak. What you see is this little kobold going, and he's grabbing every game, every DVD that is from the Spider-Man franchise that has the Green Goblin villain on the front of it. Every Green Goblin that he can find. And he's piling them up like in the middle of the floor. So it's just, you know, they're all in these plastic cases. And he's clearly planning to make a Spider-Man bonfire, uh, if given the chance. You can tell from the layout. And he's going as fast as he can. He is too short for the two workers behind the desk to see. So they don't... <laughs> maybe they, like... They don't, like, quite notice it, you know? They're, like, normal people, and they don't... They're not taking in that information yet that something strange is happening. Uh, and they're also just, like, kind of talking to each other. There's no one in their section right now. So they're behind this desk, mm -hmm. uh, and he's just too short for them to see as he runs around and picks things up and throws it pretty... Like, almost kind of in front of where they're working, but they just can't see it. Uh-huh. All right, all right. Ah, he wants to destroy everything with such depiction on it, right? Everything. Yeah, yeah. He's grabbing everything in that section with that character on it. What if it's not everything anymore? I think I want to get one of the DVDs with a green cobalt at the front that's potentially not on the pile <gasps> before he can get it. You provoke him. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Someone wants to bait. Yeah. <laughs> Someone has to do it. Okay, it's going to be hard because he's he's running around that section. <laughs> so are you waiting for the others to catch up to you? Um, It's like I, I have a pretty good look on what he is doing. So for me, it's like I have the steady look back over my shoulder like, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? And if I notice that he's close uh, to getting done with his little pseudo bonfire. That would be the point, even if the other two aren't there, that I tried to get one of those. Okay, so you want to snatch it from the pile while he's off looking at something else. Yeah. Okay, it's, if you want to do that, he, the <clears throat> pile is getting bigger. Um, you know, there hasn't been a Spider-Man movie with the Green Goblin for a while. So it's not that, you know, they, don't, they probably don't have that many. Um, it's just about like three games or DVDs high right now. And probably if he gets two more levels higher, you're thinking, oh, he's, he's probably going, cause he's going pretty fast. He's probably going to be done pretty soon, but you can, you can try to sneak in while he's off looking for the next couple things to add to the pile. Uh, but it's going to be another sneak roll if you want to grab something. I rolled a 20. What? <laughs> so you can ex you can actually describe the scene to me if you want of you stealing the the uh, stuff. Cecily, you want to go to lunch while Eric is stealing with the cobalt? <laughs> Please help me! I have to roll bad at one point. I'm waiting for it. It's like he he's actually like looking at the moment when the cobalt is just like turning around again, looking for the next thing. And it's like very 
nearly too casually walking up to it and just like out of a Jenga tower, just picking the one block, the one DVD yes. that no one would dare to take. Oh, 100%. And just takes it and pulls it out. And just because it's exactly this, this one, <laughs> it's actually not tumbling because it doesn't look as unsafe as it is. And it's like, flip. He's a bit surprised for a moment as he looks down at it, like, oh, that went easy. Picks it away and keeps walking back to where he was from before. So actually, this is really a compliment of the Cobalt's ability to build things. <laughs> He's a very talented guy. Um, excellent. Okay, so you, you have that and the others are waiting there with a wet sheet. So what do you guys want to do now? He's getting pretty close to being done building this. It's just going to be like uh, a few, like 30 more seconds. Oh, by the way, when you walked by the uh, the workers at the desk, I mean, they're tall enough, like they can see you walk up and they went, hey, welcome. Hi. Ich, uh... yeah, yeah, you too. You, you too are welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm nodding towards them. Hello. Was that good? I don't know. <laughs> then you just walk right back out of the section. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now the three of you, you have just a few seconds in game time to plan your, your next move before he's going to try and set this thing on fire because yep. he's not going to realize there's something missing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so on, on the way, when we walk back with the bed sheet, we pass the grocery section and Cecily saw a little honey a little honey glass, and she just snuck it into her pocket. Okay. Because first of all, because she loves honey, and second of all, she thinks maybe kobolds like honey, and they can try to offer it to the kobold. You catch more kobolds with with honey than vinegar. Isn't that how the <laughs> saying goes? <laughs> okay, great. So, what about just trying to? Um, get the kobold to chase someone of us, and then we can just catch him with a bedsheet. Well, we could we could make the kobold chase Eric since he's got the DVD, and when he mm -hmm. runs around a corner, we can try to you know uh, roll him up in the sheet. And that isn't that smarter, maybe to have the taller ones having the bed sheet. Yeah, that that's what I thought. Maybe it's a good idea if Cecily he hands the DVD to her. By the way, oh, what's that? Cobalt looks intense. I have no idea. <laughs> but it's a nice film. <laughs> Are we going to do that then? <laughs> that that's the hope. You you try to get him away from there so that he tries to snatch the DVD from you, and when he runs around the corner, we're going to catch him with the bed sheet. Okay, then you're waiting over there? Yeah, we are here. Okay, so where exactly are you guys waiting on the plan? You are waiting at what, what intersection? Um, let me see. I think it, well, we, as we said, we want to hide um, behind a corner. So um, okay. if you have a look at the map, maybe we should try to um, put ourselves between the layaway and the fitting rooms. Uh, or I, I run to the, like, I run where the fitting rooms for the women are. Yeah, because there's a dead end, so maybe we can be a bit more hidden. Well, that'll lead okay. back into the stock oh, okay. rooms. So there's an entrance mm -hmm. into the stock rooms there. But I think of, of, of other mm -hmm. parts of the map, maybe this is not as, you know, they're not, not crowded, yeah. Sassly, you are... In front of electronics. And I'm ready. Oh, but Sassly, oh, sorry, my mistake. Hmm? You can't be there mm. while they wait there because you are bound to 
Uh, ha- Jasper. All so... right, then we'll set thing. <laughs> oh, no. No. So I would need to actually lure him there. All right. Well, Eric, after all, it was your idea to take the DVD. <laughs> okay, no problem, guys. Eric, you got this. And I hope. Cecily, po- she takes a, the little chair from the fitting rooms of the women and yeah. she stands on, mm-hmm. on that little chair. There you go. There you so, go. So we are putting <laughs> ourselves into position. And Jasper is even, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, giving a little poke to Wilbur and asking them to, to yeah. hold on to the cheat as well, you know, with, with the teeth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Wilbur's helping. Hey, Wilbur, how's it going? <laughs> he'll, he'll give you like um, half a point extra spryness. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to need it. Okay, uh, so uh, back for me into electronics and entertainment. Just like seeing to, tra- trying to look at the cobalt. Like, I think he's nearly done, ready to go. Just most likely imagining how he exactly wants to set it on fire, I guess. Okay, and then like Eric is like lowering down just a little bit to potentially just prepare for the sprint that is about to happen. <laughs> hey, over there. Look what I got! And like points the DVD towards him. And he's coming for you. He turns himself liquid and he is much faster than you. He slides right into you and tries to tackle you at the legs down. You have to roll a spryness roll opposed to his spryness. It's a physical attack roll. Yeah. He rolled an 18. An 18? Uh, a 17 isn't good enough for that. No, a 17 is not good enough. <laughs> so, barely. But he, he manages to, he slides right into you, and your legs just flip out from under you. You're just, whoop, boom, slammed onto your belly. And he climbs over on top of you with his free action. He's just walking on top of you. <laughs> he grabs the DVD or whatever it is out of your hands, and he goes, and he will try to use goblinish glee again and set everything within a meter of him on fire. If he succeeds with this roll, he will set this section on fire. The bonfire of games and videos will will pretty much explode. Uh, Eric will probably get caught in the radius, and these two workers here will be alerted to your presence as well as the presence of this goblin, and you will have to deal with that. On top of that, one more of the items, the second one of five, will have been destroyed. So I am going to roll for him now, and we will see if he is successful in creating this fire. But to find out what I rolled, you'll have to tune in next week for the next episode of JK We're Rolling. Oh, no! Why did I know that? Why did I know that? No, no, no. JK! Michael Moore is our magician master. Lucas Fisher is Jasper Casper. Sebastian Kinda is Eric Miller. Nadine Kuhn is Sassly Mary Nature Spring. Theme song by Aaron Richards, with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Cover art by Pascal Genet. Hey there, centaurs, pixie elves, half giants, and human wizards alike. 
What an incredible ride we are having, and thank you so, so much for listening in. We couldn't keep this whole mystery machine running without you. Don't forget that you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please feel free to reach out to us there, or even email us using jkwearrolling at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and find out what you think about the show. Of course, if you are loving it and can't get enough of that rolling action, or if you are just feeling really kind, you can support us on Patreon. The link is in our episode description. This week, we added some amazing character sheets created and designed by our own Lucas Fisher just for our patrons to see. They're pretty fun and kooky, but also show our character stats, spells, and some game details. We'll be getting more original music added to our Patreon music player soon as well. We have even more great content in the making, and we'll be very excited to announce that soon. You can also leave us a review on Podchaser, iTunes, or Facebook to support us, and I will put links in our episode description where you can do that as well. Of course, the best support you can give us is to please tell a friend or two this week about this podcast and ask them to give it a try. That would be incredible. Of course, we have a couple shoutouts this week, and I'm going to let John Train take it away. John? Oh yeah, that would be my pleasure. Let's see, well first off, we got... Fantasy Rotten 92, hey, thank you for the great review. And I'd also like to say, I wanna thank you for the great support, Eliotix. I bet you're good looking and I hope you get rich. Wow, that was really good. Did you come up with that on the spot? I practiced it many, many times. Oh, okay. Well, thanks so much for being here, John. We'll see you next time. Okay, I'm flying, Scott. Yeah, we know. Well, that's it for this week. Until next time, keep your head brain sharp and your wand at the ready. <laughs> and while Cecily walks in her head, she hums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She found it quite catchy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The good stuff.